Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Ramsey! Marshall, what a pleasure to see you. And uh, judging by uh, your background, you're, you're, I mean, it's great to see the whole thing, frankly. It's just a lovely view of a, a frankly, a mansion. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, this is the compound, the Marshall <laughs> compound. Is it? And, and we've talked before about having aspirational, you know, goals. And so sure. this is, this is the place I'm going to buy with the royalties from my new book. You have a new book, you say? Oh, yes, yes. Well. Just, just delivered. Oh, you have one too. I, I just happen to have a copy here of Coaching Amplified, A Simple and Effective Life and Work Coaching Method. Uh, me too. Oh, well, how about that? Who's I? <laughs> oh, it says here, Mike Marshall is the author. Wonderful. Wonderful. That is wonderful. And who is the hey, author uh, and collaborator? Uh, <laughs> I collaborator is putting it a little too far, but I did proof your book. Yes. And have been using it with my clients, Mike. And so that's sort of why we're doing this episode. Uh, because I, I mean, I'm really turned on by a lot of the concepts here. These are, these are things that, you know, you and I have discovered and learned about over the years. Um, but you just have this real knack for uh, distilling it all down to a very practical way of uh, applying it you know, uh, for, for your day in, day out, uh, job. Well, thank and you. That's thank what you. I see here. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So you're looking at like in this very thin book, right? You're looking right. at like 20 years of, of <laughs> tested coaching knowledge. So, so right. yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing speculative in here. Uh, right. You and I have been doing the things in this book for, for a decade or more. Well, and, and so that maybe leads us to where we're going with this, because the, the book's not a lot of theory, it's more practice. Mm -hmm. Having said that, there are some principles, and you wanted to highlight uh, a particular one that we've talked about a number of these uh, ideas over the course of, of our episodes. We'll link to a few of the uh, ones that uh, maybe most align with Coaching Amplified, the book, um, but you have... Uh, a quote in here uh, that's worth us talking about. It's something new and it goes right along with what we talked about uh, last week. So do you want to share the quote? Yeah, it's from uh, Captain uh, Mike Abershoff, uh, former commander of the USS Benfold and, and well-known speaker and author. Uh, and uh, he discovered and he says, I can tell people what to do, but I can't order excellence. Hmm. So, you know, it gets to the whole conversation we've had about compliance versus commitment. Yeah. And how yeah. far, how far money will take you. And, and so, so yeah, you, you, I hear people all the time, you know, money is this great motivator. Well, money will get you everything that you're looking for, but it doesn't get you anything beyond that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you know, if you think of, of money buys you compliance, money buys you the, the level of performance that's on the page. Uh, if you want the extra, what, what we've talked about as far as discretionary effort, mm -hmm. the effort that I only I don't have to give. Uh, right. You know, but it's it's mine to give if I want to. And, and that's that a lot of times when you think of discretionary effort, that's that extra effort that helps the team achieve its goals. 
as an individual, I've achieved everything I want to achieve. I'm going to coast into the end of the month. But lo and behold, uh, because you've, you've led me, you've inspired me, you've coached me, I'm willing to do a little bit more to help the team succeed. Yeah. I, I have uh, the quote ringing in my head from uh, our friend and colleague, Chris Hunsicker, uh, who said, uh, I believe it was, uh, you, you can buy my hands and you can maybe buy my head, but you can't buy my heart. And exactly. uh, you know, to, to get me really engaged and plugged in, um, it's going to have to go beyond money. In fact, the money really is only going to be able to do it temporarily. Um, you know, you can offer that uh, spiff or bonus to get them to do that one thing that they haven't been doing. Take the spiff away, see what happens, right? Um, unless you build a case, probably through coaching, that this is a long-term benefit for you, you know, a new awareness for you about, oh, I can do this. It does help me. I do make more money. I do serve better, whatever it is. It's not going to last. Exactly, exactly. And we talked about in our previous uh, podcast about about a manager getting to know uh, the employees' hopes, yeah. dreams, goals, vision. Uh, what's the what, where do they see themselves in the next few years? And, and none of those things happen in a hallway conversation. None mm -hmm. of those happen while we're talking tactically about the the the, the next order of business, the next order, the next sale, or or whatever. Those things only happen when you when you sit down and you have a coaching conversation when you uh, when you're listening more than you're talking and you're asking great questions that, that, that get you to the heart of uh, of what's important to that person what are their what are their strengths what are their opportunities and what can you do to to be of assistance yeah so uh, part of your book and it's this is something we've talked about in a previous coaching series is. Uh, developing a structure uh, down to having a worksheet for that structure of those regular coaching conversations. There's always going to be this forum for you to talk. And I, I was thinking about this. We, we talked about this last time about the idea that, you know, it doesn't bubble up right away. It only happens over time. I had a store uh, years ago. Uh, it was a service department and a fairly new service manager. And he just, uh, they had problems. They had problems with their customer service survey scores. Uh, they weren't making as much money as they knew they could. Um, lots of things going on. And he wanted to get the technicians involved in, you know, what, what's, what's not working? Help us, help us get this ship righted. And so he started having something they had never had before, which was uh, staff meetings. They had just never had a staff meeting. Well, Kudos to him, right? Um, and he's gone on to bigger and better things and now manages uh, fixed operations for a large number of luxury brands at a, a, a big store. Uh, but at the time, this was sort of like, you know, new territory and he had this meeting and all the techs show up and nobody says a word. Now, all these problems going on, nobody says a word. He has the meeting the next month and nobody says a word. Uh, but one person does come up and say something to him after the meeting. Like, you know, I was thinking blah, blah, blah. Uh, so they weren't brave enough to just bring it up in the forum, but they kind of got their juices flowing, right? Well, by the third meeting, they actually did start having people interact in the meeting. And so it became sort of this regular forum. People knew to expect it. This is where we can provide input. This is where we can ask questions. This is where we can talk about important stuff. 
that didn't happen overnight. It happened because uh, the manager put in some expectations and some rhythm to, to getting that to happen. That's a part of what your book is helping people do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's it, it's simple. It's straightforward and and it's consistent. And and we see this we see this in our work. We always joked when we when we were sent into a new organization. It wasn't until the third visit that we got the good stuff. <laughs> right. You know. And, and yeah, you'd go in and people would show you around. That you know they'd be polite. You'd go the you'd go back for the 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 second coaching you know conversation. Yep. And they tell you you know what other people were doing. And it wasn't until the third you know conversation. That, that they said, all right, let me tell you what's really going on. <laughs> right. you know, and, and, Here's the real problem around here. <laughs> and I've asked, uh, you know, I've asked before, I said, well, why did, why did we wait until the third conversation before you told me the good stuff? Yeah. And, and there's various reasons. A lot of it, you know, when the, some people said, well, I didn't know that you'd come back after the first visit. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know we were going to do, you know, everybody says we're going to do this, but nobody ever follows up and actually does, you know, this on a consistent basis. So then you came back the second time. And then it was then that I discovered that I think you care. Yeah, I think you you really want to help. And so once I figured that out in the third visit, I was willing to tell you the things that, that we both need to know in order for us to get better. That's it. And you'll see this with your coaching conversations when you first start this, and then we put it in the book. The first one's not going to go all that well. Right. It'll be a little bit shorter. It'll be a little bit awkward, and that's okay. The yep. second one, I guarantee you will go better. And then the third one, uh, you'll start to get to the conversations that truly matter. And, and if you continue beyond that, there will be a wonderful level of trust and openness and, and you know we can get to that win-win where the, the organization wins the individual wins and the person doing the coaching wins so yeah it's a virtuous cycle it's not a vicious cycle it's a virtuous cycle that just gets better over time oh yeah well, let's talk about this um because I, I know we have to uh keep this episode short for a couple reasons but um for for someone who's brand new to this approach and they've never cracked this book open and they've never tried coaching um, or, or never tried it in a formal sense, what would you say um, is the thing they need to keep in mind as they read and attempt to apply this book? What, what, would, you, what would you ask them to do so that they can really make use of the book? Well, I think, you know, just reading through the two scenarios and, and as I've had some people who've read it uh, that are really You're good. You're talking about the the two scenarios that you, the stories yeah. that you open the book with. Yes, we outline two scenarios, one without our coaching system and one with the coaching system. Yeah. And, and I think what you'll, what you'll start to do, and this is for people who've read them, they said, I saw myself in the first scenario. I was like, oh, that's me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and so, so there was this identification of, okay, I do these things. And as I reflect upon them, it's probably not the most effective way to have conversations with my people. And, and then the second scenario is the ideal scenario. And, and quite truthfully, the most common scenario when, when the system is used. And lo and behold, uh, people say, that's what I'd like to have. That's what mm-hmm. I'd like to get. And so it's, it's by reading the two scenarios where you see so much of yourself in one, and then the other paints a picture of the aspirational, you as your best coach, kind of scenario 
then the rest of the book, you're, 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 whether you want to or not, you're subconsciously searching for the ideas that will close the gap between the current reality mm -hmm. and the aspirational vision of your coaching self. That's great. That's great. Okay. Well, so we'll, we'll leave it to folks to, uh, you know, test themselves against those scenarios. And then, like you said, work on filling in the gap between the two. Um, I, I want to say one other thing uh, before we wrap up. And, and I guess uh, I, I don't want this to, uh, to be too um, dramatic, but uh, you know, applying the book is the whole key, right? Um, and if you do this, um, I, I really don't think I'm exaggerating here, but especially if you're sort of that, that person who's tempted to, instead of uh, have the conversation with your people, you try to close them, you try to sell them on what you're needing them to do. This is a completely different approach. It's so radically different from that convincing selling approach to your people. This will change your life. I mean, this, this really could put your career on a different trajectory if you get this concept and it won't take long to decide, you know, it's pretty thin if you, uh, if you want to get that concept. So that's my plug. This is, this is a plug episode, but, but we wanted to give you that Abernathy quote, uh, Abershoff quote to, uh, uh, point out, uh, just how, how the mindset is so different in this book. So any other thoughts from you, Mike, before we close up? Well, I think you're spot on. And, and you and I both over the years have had people come to us and say, this did change my life. Yeah. It, and yeah. It, it, it's because I now have a much better working relationship with my people. Uh, yeah. And I'm not doing all the heavy lifting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your job gets easier. I forgot about that part. Yeah, Your, your job gets easier. Your people engage more yeah. and, and you move forward with so much less resistance. Uh, on the things that, that you and your organization want to achieve. So, so, so yeah, it's, it's easy. It, it makes your life easier and, and you'll be better able to, to, especially in this day and age, work with, with the, the type of people uh, and their, the, the needs, wants, uh, and aspirations they have for the workplace that they're in. So well said. yeah, it's fantastic. Well said. All right. Well, on that note, let's uh, go to our, one of our coaches, frankly, uh, behind many informal sessions, not, not structured, to be honest, but a lot of informal coaching, um, also berating and making fun of us, frankly. Uh, and that's going to continue as we go here. Let's listen to our announcer. Oh, yes. Please bring us some sarcasm. <laughs> and there you have it. Another session of contemporaneous extemporizing from Mark and Mike. I know it's redundant, but consider who we're talking about. As always, feel free to share the ideas you heard here. No right to reserve, no permissions needed. Thanks. See you next time on It Doesn't Take a Genius. That's good enough.